May only your word be spoken, O Lord. May only your word be heard. Amen. Please be seated. Choose today whom you will serve, Joshua said to the Israelites. Will you serve God or will you serve some false foreign God or idol? Joshua had taken over leadership of Israel after Moses died and just before they entered the promised land after fleeing from Egypt and spending 40 years wandering in the desert. In today's passage, Israel had finished the settling of the promised land. The territory was all divided up and Joshua was leading the people in reviewing their covenant with God. Choose whom you will serve, he said. In the context of our gospel reading today, I might not say choose whom you will serve so much as choose whom you will eat, which sounds kind of weird. But that's what Jesus said, is that those who eat his flesh and drink his blood abide in him and he abides in them. Of course, Jesus is not talking about literal eating. So instead of saying, go eat Jesus, I will say instead, have a diet of Jesus. See, if I were to say I have a pretty steady diet of Jimmy Fallon in the evenings, I think you would all know that I mean I watch The Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon most evenings. Now, I don't actually watch The Tonight Show. Um, I just needed an example that everyone would get. We don't say I eat people. But we do talk about having diets of a person's teachings or writings, music or commentary. So Jesus is telling his disciples to have a steady diet of him, spiritual food, soul food, heart food. I tend to have problems when I choose food other than Jesus. I've always tended to get frustrated pretty easily. And when I do, I make comments under my breath. I roll my eyes. The kind of general nastiness that is terribly destructive, even though we sometimes feel like, oh, it's no big deal. Such nastiness, such disdain for another is a big deal because it reduces beautiful, beloved humans to contemptuous things to be conquered. I was reminded of this recently. Such behavior is not the way of Jesus. And such behavior comes from eating anything other than Jesus. When we're calm and at peace with one another in good times or in bad, it's a good bet that we have been feeding ourselves with Jesus. When little things leave us angry, on the other hand, Resentful, contemptuous. It's a good bet that we've been eating something else. There's this old Cherokee proverb which says that there are two wolves inside of us fighting for control of our lives. One of the wolves is darkness and anger, violence and hatred. The other wolf is light and peace, compassion and love. 
And which wolf wins for control of us depends on which wolf we choose to feed. So how do we feed the good wolf? How do we make ourselves a diet of Jesus? Well, there are thousands of ways to make Jesus our soul food diet. One way that I had back in high school to make a diet of Jesus was reading scripture and praying just before going to sleep every night. I didn't know it at the time, but this practice filled my soul and gave me visions of what life could be. Paul's words from Ephesians from a couple of weeks ago, put away from you all bitterness and wrath and anger and wrangling and slander together with all malice and be kind to one another, tender hearted, forgiving one another as God in Christ has forgiven you. That's more than good advice. That's more than a command to try harder and do better. Those words from Paul give a vision of what life is like when we make ourselves a steady diet of Jesus. Reading and remembering Paul's words, putting away all anger and wrangling and slander, being kind, tenderhearted and forgiving. I picture myself living those words in daily life. I breathe Paul's words in and I let them feed my soul, feed the good wolf. And for those moments, I am what Paul describes. My anger melts away. And in its place, forgiveness, healing and love fill my body and soul. Scripture is one way to make a diet of Jesus. Prayer is another. Sometimes with words, sometimes in the silence of the moment, simply being present to God all around creation. Eucharist is a way to make a diet of Jesus. Prayer and Bible study with others, serving people around us. Allowing people to serve us when we're in need. Waiting to respond to someone until we're no longer angry or upset. Waiting until we're at peace. So our response can honor the other. That person who's made in God's image right before us. Noticing is a way To make a diet of Jesus. Simply noticing the lives of those around us. Choosing not to be indifferent to the lives and challenges of those around us. All of these and so many more are ways that we can make a diet of Jesus. See, God desires lives of peace and wholeness for each of us. And in the realm of you are what you eat, God offers himself as our soul food so that we may have lives of peace and wholeness. Last week, I heard a radio interview on NPR with a young woman whose life was made whole 
and who was set on a new path when she chose to make a steady diet of Jesus. Lulu Garcia Navarro was interviewing Yvonne Orji, who is a comedian and actress on the HBO show Insecure. And she described her character in the show as a beautiful mess. She can't quite get her life together. She doesn't have great relationships with guys, though she keeps trying over and over. She dislikes her job and is basically struggling in a life that she doesn't know how to manage. Now, when she first got the script, Miss Orgy said that the character in the show was who she would have been if she hadn't been saved when she was 17. I'm not used to hearing that on the radio. That was kind of cool. She said that she had grown up as a Christian, but not necessarily making a diet of Jesus. In college, she was planning on going kind of nuts with her newfound freedom and likely making a lot of mistakes, which could have had some lifelong consequences for her. And then she went to a Bible study and heard a woman refer to God as daddy. And she thought that was pretty weird. But she said that there was something so pure and passionate about this woman's relationship with God that caused that not to be weird for her. She decided that that's what she wanted for her life, whatever she had to do. And so she started making a diet of Jesus and that changed the course of her life. That gave her strength and security to follow where God was directing her, which was not at all where her parents had been guiding and directing her before they wanted her to be a doctor or a lawyer, not as her mom has called her since a court jester. They've come to peace with it. But this has brought her to a place of peace and wholeness and living a life that God that she had never imagined. That's the invitation. That's what happens when we make a diet of Jesus rather than the unhealthy chaos that comes from filling our souls with all the junk food out there. Making a diet of Jesus brings us peace and wholeness and even new direction that we may have never imagined or may have only imagined. So I leave you with an imagining, with an image of what life on a steady diet of Jesus can look like, with the words of Terry Hendricks in her song called The Last Song. May your peace be a river in stormy times. Pardon me. I'm going to start over and sing it right. (laughs) May your peace be an anchor in stormy times. May your hope run like a river that'll never run dry. May your burdens grow light. May your worries subside. This is my prayer for you. This is my prayer for you.